Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Lockdown Update. Our live show has been rebooked for the 15th of December 2020. It's still at the Crapham Gland or the Clapham Ground, as it is known to (laughs) literally everybody else. And you can also buy online streaming tickets so you can watch from anywhere in the world. That's right. So all details remain the same apart from the date. December 15th, we've still got Kate Thornton and our second guest is still TBA. So you should have been contacted by the venue now. If you haven't, get in touch with them. And otherwise, check out ClapHamGrand.com. ClapHamGrand. 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 Lockdown change. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Katie Wilkins and I'm an author and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where brandy meets bludgeoning, mimosa meets misdemeanour and port meets prostitution. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. You know when you get drunk and then the next day you're like, what did I say to those people at that funeral? And... (laughs) If you want to trust somebody, it's Tom Allen. You know? <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll shoot you tomorrow. Men really do love it when you beat them at something they love. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. This is still lockdown week, probably 5,000, and joining the force for another very special episode of Men's Month is the fantastic comedian, actor, writer, and presenter, Tom Allen. This is so nice. I'm having such a nice time already. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yay. Thank you for coming. We have one question, Tom. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Well, I'm sad to report. And it's something I'm still living with even now. And um, would you like me to detail it now? Yes, please. So the scene is, I was 13 years old. No, younger than that, actually. Younger, sorry. (laughs) I was 12 years old. It was year eight. (laughs) I had a new... By the way, the premise of this is drunk women solving crime. I have had several glasses of wine during dinner. Is that part of the That's thing. That's completely right. Yes. Okay, fine. I'm just like, I'm slurring over my description of this. <laughs> and then I'm like, 
imagine if everybody like you know when you get drunk and then the next day you're like full of self self-loathing and guilt and you're like what did i say to those people at that funeral and <laughs> and you're sort of like everybody was sober and you've turned up drunk so i have had a few glasses of wine in a tapas restaurant in Beckenham. That's so perfect. It was a Rioja. Perfect. It was a Reserva. So it wasn't. I wasn't just getting trashed willy nilly. Um, I was about to say that's just like the real cops, but actually it's not. <laughs> Do <laughs> I mean nice... <laughs> I never remember that in an episode of Morse? Then drunk oh, right. on Rioja. Yeah. My police experience is mainly based on okay, ITV you know dramas. What? Yeah, high this week. Yeah, to be well, honest, for years I thought Rioja was a type of cheese. Which <laughs> <laughs> I do not like red wine, and I just decided not to learn any but of them. So. I sense you've got a lovely, uh, uh, lovely beer there, Anna. A lovely. I have got a lovely beer, which um, I, it's one of the Australia bottles. Which they asked me earlier, they were like, "Are you drinking wine straight from the bottle?" It's just a big <laughs> bottle of beer. <laughs> no, it's lovely. They've named it after the country of Australia in the <laughs> accent of that place, Australia. <laughs> It's really cool, isn't it? It's so nice. In We're very international. Just get in Australia. Um, and uh, in, here in Australia. Um, so I am, how old am I? 12 years You're old. You're 12. Right. I've got a new pencil case that is cylindrical in design. It has a zip near the top. Okay. Um, I seem to remember it had a, some sort of tapestried uh, lettering on it, which said okay. something something along the lines of bonjour. What's that? Okay. In tapestry. <laughs> nice. I was just thought I was just like acing every day of being in year eight. I was <laughs> like remembering my food tech uh, food. I was remembering my like uh, ring binder. I was remembering my textbooks for French. And then I had a pencil Clearly, case. Clearly with that pencil case, I, you were I, on top of the French textbooks. For example, I've even got a pencil case that says good day. And then um, a very Australian expression, you might say. And then Australian expression. And then um, I went into do PE. I remember my PE kit because even though I loathed the subject, I still was very diligent in remembering to bring the outfit um, because I was always scared of the PE teachers and indeed that they would make me shower naked. And I never was made to do that, but that was always my fear. So um, I also love that you call it a PE outfit rather than like just a PE kit. That's great. Well, it's, it's, it's a costume. Outfit. I was wearing my PE. <laughs> I brought my outfit. I brought the, the pieces for my PE ensemble. And um, to use another French word. Um, and I and the thing about PE is it's not the doing of the PE it's the sort of sort of you get allocated like four minutes to get changed at the beginning and like Mm. four minutes to get changed at the end and I was like packing everything up I was getting everything ready I think the bonjour uh, pencil case had been a present for me for my uh, birthday in June at the end of Mm -hmm. year seven I was very proud of it I'd labeled all of my pencils my colored coloring in pencils and also my fountain pen and my biro okay. with my uh, name. I just put T. Allen. Oh, Tom. <laughs> and my form group, which was 8CH, because CH was the first two letters of my form tutor's name, which was Miss Chandler. So it was 8CH, <laughs> T. Allen, 8CH. Everything was beautifully labelled. Yeah, this is all above board. This is all in keeping with what you'd expect from someone of my yeah. liberty. And, and I went to a, you know... A very normal, comprehensive school. Very ordinary. I um, had the pencil case in the bag. I went into do PE. I did the PE as I was as I was obligated to do under the instruction <laughs> of the law. <laughs> I changed back afterwards. Did not shower because I was too nervous and gay. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, packed my things, rolled my towel with um, my PE kit, and mm-hmm. then packed my bag up and then left the changing room. But it was only when I was in my next lesson that I realized I could not find my pencil case. Mm. I went back to the changing room, not find it. I thought maybe because it was cylindrical in design, it may have rolled under the benches there. Of course. No, it was not there. There was no mention of it, which I okay. actually think is very sinister in its way. 
Mm. I never found that pencil case. It was never handed in. I spoke to the teachers. They said nothing was handed in. Right. The pencil case was a total anomaly. What do you think? Also, wow. during this year at school, I don't know if this is relevant or not, but a friend of mine found after year assembly that someone had taken a shit in her school bag. That's irrelevant, what? but I'm just going to throw that out there. But is it irrelevant? Yeah. Hey. Was the, one of your pencils like stuck in it like a flag? Because it was the same person. Like it was someone's so. birthday. Yeah, um, <laughs> blow on it. Oh, I don't want to. Fucking hell. Um, that part was not true, but there was a mystery. There was a further mystery of that. Mm. This feels like the same guy to me, and I'm thinking it is a guy because he's in the guys' changing rooms. Well, so already we've got maybe we've got the sex there. I think maybe. Well, I should I should say that the I feel like there's two stories here. There's the pencil case being stolen. That this the the shit in the school bag was actually a female friend of mine because I am gay and most of my friends were female. Personally, my sense is I would not assume the gender of that perpetrator. Okay, that's okay. what I, I would put that out there. I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna get Go deep on. down and solve this, but I'm sort of the the trauma specialist Thank on the Tana. force. Thank you, Tana. and I just <laughs> I just want to give little twelve year old Tom a little pat on the back and do a bit of a Robin Williams and say it's not your fault. No, it's not your fault. Again and again and again. Because this is this is rough. This is You're welcome. Hugely um, welcome because I think I did feel it as a personal indictment and um, judgment and personal sadness actually that I've carried with me until this day. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can say au revoir to that. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope I can stand on the steps of that court and say justice has been served <laughs> by the end of this podcast and, and like. You know, and feel some this sense is, of. This is not our first pencil case, case, and it just feels. I I get very wound up about these because I just think you're just. It's always at that transitional age where, like, mm. it's very pivotal from eleven to twelve, and mm. then from twelve to thirteen, and Thank you're you. still holding on to that little bit of childhood. And there's something in that pencil case that that was both a little bit of your childhood, but a bit of the sophisticated man who was to and be the bonjour man. Too. Yes. Labeling. That Labeling. took time. That took man hours. And this was a time I, I would like to add that like label makers weren't a thing. Also, <laughs> showing too much effort was deemed gay, um, <laughs> which in itself at that time was something that wasn't encouraged. Um, <laughs> Lord knows I put stop to that. But <laughs> at this particular moment, that was not encouraged. So I didn't have a label maker. I had to cut out little bits of paper um, and then oh, snip wow. off an end of sellotape to laminate it with. There was no wow. lamination of the pencils. It was a huge undertaking. And, and I feel yeah. like that was very much undermined by this, this Alice act yeah. of death. Whoever this, it was this... was hugely envious of you. I mean, that much is clear. Well, the resentment yeah. is palpable. This crime is a slap in the face. Did you ever see it again? Did you, did anyone was there a guy called Terry Allen, for example, who's been using it off as his? Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like a weird thing to steal, doesn't it? When I mean, word will have got round that you're, you've got the best pencil case in the school. Thank you so much for saying that. It was olive green. I was going to say, which oh, felt it. in itself very French, felt very sophisticated, <laughs> and uh, I'll say it continental. So <laughs> I feel like a lot of people. <laughs> were, as you say, envious. Yeah. It's actually, talking of, that's just reminded me, just in terms of like pens and like having your initials on them. Mm. My grandma, when she died, I got um, her Parker pen. She had a Parker yeah. pen, a special Parker pen, and it had been engraved with her initials. But she was called Olive Mary George. So it just had <laughs> So I've got this beautiful, like sentimental pen that I only want to write gossip with. Like. OMG. That's great. <laughs> also, there's a. Um, that's great. There's an that's advert. So I think good. it was Stephanie Cole from. To the manor born. Is it Stephanie Cole who did an advert for Parker Pens and was sort of run in the advert, was running a finishing school for (laughs) ladies? And she said, Oh no, you cannot carry a biro if you're going to be (laughs) signing checks around Sloan Square. Oh my God. (laughs) You must have. A Parker pair. We, we need to go on a field pitch. trip to Sloan Square and get you closure. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. This is the true crime part of the podcast. We are going to solve this motherfucking case. So I'm going to actually give you guys the year for the first time ever. I don't normally give out the year, uh, but the year is 1904 which, as Hannah knows, is eight years before the Titanic sank. 
damn right it is. Oh, my goodness. Three years into the reign of Edward VII. Very nice. Three years after the death of, of course, Queen Victoria. Very good. You are an asset to the force. Detective history over here. Um, (laughs) What can I say? In 1904, some Chicago newspapers ran some sensational stories about a famous woman at the time. These stories allege that this woman, Annie Oakley, had been arrested for stealing to support a cocaine addiction. Yeah. Ooh. I know. So there's a few things to unpack here. So question, what do you guys think that Annie Oakley is famous for? Is, is it sunglasses? It guess? <laughs> Great guess. Great guess. <laughs> I love that it's like douchey Oakley really? glasses. <laughs> yeah. From like a from female like, cocaine yeah. addict in 1904. <laughs> she was she was so she was so into cocaine, she invented horrible sunglasses as a joke. And <laughs> all these sort of like right, right-wing uh, people wore them on their skiing holidays. It could be. All right, we've got sunglasses from right, Detective I cut, Allen. I cut in there, I'm sorry. No, no. Any advance, you guys? What do you think she's famous for? Had Annie got a gun, I don't know what that's from. You know, there's a film or something called mm, Annie's Got a Gun. Yeah, Annie got you. Okay, I so know. you think she's famous for guns? I think she might have killed someone. Okay, very nice. Taylor? As the American, I'm supposed to know a lot about this. I I think Annie Oakley was a sharpshooter, but I think she performed in like a circus where she would shoot stuff. Like, I don't think she was actually an outlaw. I think she just, for some reason, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. You've got it, Taylor. Right? Oh, and you Taylor. know what? Before you said that, I was going to give it to Hannah for the guns, but you have stolen Hannah's crown. You are absolutely on the money. She's a sharpshooter. Um, she's very, Yay, she... white education. <laughs> <laughs> These are the people we learn about. <laughs> So yeah, so she's like done this world tour. She is very famous at this point in her career. She's a performer. She does like, um, like she shoots a cigar out of her husband's mouth as one of the tricks. Um, She's a very, very (laughs) famous, accurate sharpshooter. Uh, She's done, so she's been with the Buffalo Bill tour for 17 years. They've done a three year world tour around Europe and everything. So, question, what do these salacious news stories say that she stole to supplement this cocaine addiction? God, they did not teach us about this part. This is so much more interesting. Taylor, are you based in Chicago? No, but I was born in Chicago. So was my grandmother. Is her name Anne? Um, Her name is Annie Um, uh, (laughs) Oakley. No. What was the question, Katie? All right, listen up, detectives. I go off on The question was, what do the stories say she stole to supplement this alleged cocaine addiction? Right. Babies. Babies. Babies Babies from Tom. I love it. You guys, first word that comes into your head. Come on, we've got to move this along. Pizzas. Pizzas, babies. Babies were shit in 1904. Deep deep, What are they called? Are we going for Chicago stereotypes now? Chicago-style pizza. (laughs) Al Capone. (laughs) She stole Al Capone. Okay. (laughs) None of you are correct. The stories say that she stole a pair of men's pants. What? Yeah, but in the American sense of pants or the... Yeah, so trousers. Trousers. It can't be underpants. Trousers to support a coke habit. Yes. This is what the stories said. Wow. Question, do we think these stories are true? A, does she have a cocaine addiction? B, has she stolen pants to support it? Well, what else do we know about her? I'm going to, I'm going to, I just, what I'm going to do is see if you think she's guilty, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm going to give you the backstory. You can change your answers if you like, and then I will tell you what happened. Sorry, Katie. I feel like this is a format point that I failed to research. <laughs> no, you know what? I could have been clearer. Um, I'm like, what? This doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. This is thing. Okay, fine. And I, I know the format, so I'm just an asshole. Taylor, you should have known better. The- <laughs> really okay, sorry. Fine. I'm incorrigible. Also, I love your name. It's that kind of name that it's, it feels like a jingle. Like, if you want to trust somebody, it's Tom Allen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway. Well, well, Annie Oakley, I think that, yeah, I feel, feel like she ran across um, backyards, as they'd say in those American okay, states. Okay, yeah. Those United States. Stealing laundry off the line. I feel like she'd steal laundry. Um, and she'd, okay. She'd take it off the line and she'd, she'd put it, and then she'd take it to um, some sort of local market and sell it. 
Okay, we got guilty from Tom. Do you guys think she's guilty? I think she's guilty, and I think you're sort of sending us up the garden path a little bit with this, because I think that pair of trousers probably belonged to somebody very... Maybe they were like... This is... Elvis Presley wasn't alive right then, but I can't think of anyone from 1904. But maybe they were a celebrity's trousers. Right. So, and I think she does have a cocaine addiction. Okay. Al Capone's trousers. Al Capone's trousers, there you go. Or Katie, it just feels like this sort of setup for like, oh, this woman is a sharpshooter. Like, I bet she wears trousers and she stole them. And the only way a woman could shoot a gun would be if she's high on cocaine. Okay. Okay. So I don't think she's guilty. Okay, so we've got Innocent from Taylor, guilty from you guys. And Hannah and Tom saying she's a cokehead and Taylor saying not. Yeah. She's clean as a whistle. Whiskey on the weekends. Okay, just at the weekends. Okay. <laughs> what I, that is how addiction I works. GP. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you drink all on the weekends? That's not what I it's asked. It's part of yeah. a healthy lifestyle. So I'm going to now tell you a little bit about her background. She was born in Ohio in 1860. She was born Phoebe Ann Mossy. She later changed her name. Big family. She is the sixth of nine children on a farm. Her dad died. A lot of poverty. Usual drill for these cases. Um, She didn't go to school very much. Her mum remarries. That has another kid. Then that dude dies as well. Annie Oakley developed hunting skills as a child in order to provide for her impoverished family in Western Ohio. She began trapping before the age of seven and shooting and hunting by age eight. Question, was this a good source of support to her siblings and widowed mother? Ooh, trapping. What does that actually mean? It's laying traps for animals. And and you sell the pelts, basically. Yes, that is an option. Yeah, yeah. Well, if winter's bone is anything to go by, then it doesn't make a whole lot of money. But back then, that was like the height of like pelt trading, wasn't it? Wasn't that the big old... Again, it's all from movies. You know, the one with Tom Hardy. What the fuck's that movie? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that maybe they made a lot of money because it feels like right now it's not I've watched this program called Mountain Men I don't know if you've ever seen it but it's basically just one of the guys is called Marty and he just goes around checking his traps and every single trap he goes to he looks at it and just goes nothing and every single nothing he never traps anything I don't know why he's on the show but I think that maybe it's because it was all caught by Annie Oakley back in the day so uh, I think she was very yeah, successful yeah, yeah. Is it like Bounty Hunters? Do you ever watch that on like National Geographic? They whiz around the Everglades looking for somebody who's on the on the run from the law yeah. on a speedboat. Oh, it's so glamorous. <laughs> In Ohio, I guess you would have had like beavers. And I think beaver pelts please, actually. Uh... Please, Taylor. No, thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Has everybody answered? I'm just gonna jump ahead. Yes. Yeah, sure. Have we I so... answer? What did I say? Guilty. God, I'd be uh... terrible, wouldn't I, in a court? Well, the question That's why I should never do jury service. What did I say? <laughs> we went for tapas and lunch. Hang him, hang him. Sorry, where <laughs> were you that night? Not guilty. I didn't mean it. I was joking. Why is he being beheaded? Um, did she hold she, her family together, Katie? She makes, the, you know what? The family goes through some stuff, which I'm not going to go into now, but her skills do save the day. Amazing. Um, she uses her super hunting skills. She's trapping and shooting animals. She's so proficient that she could always shoot a bird, such as a quail or a pheasant, in the head. Delicious. And this apparently made the meat very delicious because there was no buckshot to worry about. And then she sold the hunted game to locals, like shopkeepers, hotels, and restaurants in northern Ohio. So her skill paid off the mortgage on her mum's farm by the time Annie was 15. Fucking hell. Yeah. Wow. Um, Give so- your children guns, people. Yes, if you lesson, want to learn lesson, anything from this podcast, um, more guns. Wow! Can you imagine being twelve years old and turning up at a hotel now with like a brace some, of some pheasants like, that you've shot? Pheasants you just shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs> turning up at like a Premier Inn and being like, like "You're welcome." Are you going to buy them or not? My mum's got my mum's got bills to pay. <laughs> Look, I know you're a travel lodge. Do you want these people? <laughs> yeah. You can say they're chicken. No one's going to know. People aren't going to know. I've shot these, these, what were they, quails in the head. Uh, yeah, quails, pheasants, and... They else. have tiny heads. Like, that's ridiculous, that sharpshooting. That is very yeah. impressive, isn't it? That's She's insane. very good. Okay, so... Um, she became well-known throughout the region. She's good at shooting. And now an opportunity presents itself. A travelling shooting act comes to town on Thanksgiving Day, 1875. 
And this is the Bowman and Butler shooting act. Now, the star of this show is a travelling marksman and former dog trainer. <laughs> Love uh, it. Called Frankie Butler. And he placed a 100 pound, oh, sorry, a $100 bet, which is the equivalent of like $2,300 today, with the Cincinnati hotel owner, Jack Frost, that he could beat any fancy local shooter. So who enters the shooting match? Annie Oakley Sunglasses. Annie Oakley and her sunglasses. It's true. So the hotelier arranged it all and he said that the last opponent the butler expected was a five foot tall 15 year old girl named Annie. And he was correct. The last thing I expected was a 15 year old shooting (laughs) hero called Annie Oakley. Wearing a pair of sunglasses made out of beaver pelts. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen such a thing. The shaped in the shape of her eyes, which are totally unfashionable outside of the 19... 90s. So Annie is 15. Frank Butler is like probably about 27. And he's an experienced marksman. Question who wins? Annie kicks that shit. Okay, we got Annie. You guys think Annie wins? Yeah, I do. Definitely. She's like, that's the the musical we all want to see. Uh huh. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll shoot you tomorrow. It's only a little head, which actually sounds quite funny. It's only a quail away. (laughs) I love it because it sounds like it's going to work. It's only a quail away. (laughs) Pow, pow, pow. Yeah. <laughs> so you are correct. Annie wins. Yes. Um, they both had to hit 25 birds and he missed his last bird. Oh, now, question How does Frank Butler feel about this? Is he happy, sad, emasculated? What is he thinking? I think he's like Daddy Warbucks. He sees like some money mm. here. He's okay. like, I could, I can, yeah, oh. I could get her a YouTube channel. We could be onto something here. I, okay. think he's, I think he's not emasculated. I think he's emancipated. I think he's realised that finally you can fail. And (laughs) actually that is the path to self-knowledge. Yeah, and And true happiness. True happiness. And actually like your failures are your teachers. Yeah. And I think he goes on to write a series of self-help books. (laughs) And and I think he's actually very happy and contented. That's beautiful. Do you have anything to add, Taylor? Frank Butler, Miss the Bird, a memoir. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like to think that, I, I but think I bet he meant like he called himself Mr. Bird. <laughs> Someone that no, Sorry, just like life miss lesson, the miss, miss the bird. That's my motto. I wide nib, miss the bird. I think he probably loses his shit a little bit. Actually, I think he's probably pretty angry. Okay, great answers. What about if he you? like sets up like uh, his own custard factory? <laughs> Bird's custard, of course, has been very successful. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's left field, but I like it. (laughs) Now, Hannah and Tom, your first answers were correct. Mm -hmm. Taylor, you're wrong. I'm sorry. But also, he's horny. The correct answer as well is horny. He immediately starts trying to court her. The 15-year-old? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's not even 1900 yet. Question, how does Annie feel about that? Is she into it? No way. Okay, we've got no way from Tom. She she's great. She doesn't need to worry about anybody. She's not okay. interested in him. Some failed shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah and Taylor. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I don't think she's interested because she yeah she doesn't she doesn't need him. Okay, Taylor. Oh, I don't know. I I want that to be the answer, but I have a feeling that no, she goes with it, and he's like pivotal in getting her this gig in the circus. And he's angry because yeah. she's more successful, and then well, it's all a star is born. And you know. Taylor, you are the closest reader. She married him. <gasps> oh no! But when she's sixteen, and it's all legit legal and stuff. So you know how, how old is guys. he? Sorry, how old is he? He's twenty-seven, and she's sixteen when they get married. No, that's like Avril Lavigne and Chad Kroger. Like, I don't like it. You guys, though, it just goes to show Leslie Nope is right. Men really do love it when you beat them at something they love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is Annie Butler, okay. Yeah. But also, you know, like what Hannah said about like seeing the money and what Tom said about him being like actually quite a um, like well-adjusted modern man. 
I actually, I think this guy was a feminist. I gotta say. Amazing. Um, so Annie has skills, money. She's married a dog trainer. The sky's the limit now. I mean, and what else do you want? <laughs> yeah. She's married is... a dog trainer. Come on. <laughs> she wants nothing. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> dog trainer and marksman. She's finally happy. She's married a she's, dog trainer. So up to this point, she had all the, she had like 12 unruly dogs at her feet the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> she looked ridiculous. Finally, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I can go and walk without scaring all the other dogs. <laughs> they cannot um, wait to offer their paw. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how she died? That she said poor and too many dogs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now... Frank can see he has a plan. He can see how talented she is and he wants to help her career. Ah, I see a talent in you, my dear. Yeah, yeah. we all predict, well, <laughs> Listen, pretty much all of you predict All these it, yeah. spaniels standing up on two legs is one thing, but... Uh, but now we can shoot <laughs> stuff. the big time. Yeah. So they want to do the big time and he's a really great feminist and also, you know, because really. she's probably not allowed a bank account so he gets all the money she earns but mainly it's because he's a really great feminist, you guys. Smoking hot, he's a feminist. So... They join up with the Buffalo Bill Wild West show in the 1880s. And this was a sort of, as far as what, it's like, obviously Taylor learns this in school, but from what I could glean from the internet, it was like a circus horses show with like vaudeville and kind of plays of Wild West stories and battle reenactments. Um, but it was mainly about the horses. So there were various horse culture groups. So they would be people from like Asia, Europe, and obviously like indigenous Americans. And they'd all do mm. like sort of displays of their distinctive horses and colorful costumes. And visitors would like see these events and feats of skill and staged races and sideshows and stuff. It's like Tiger Tiger on a Friday night, but the horses are women. <laughs> That's essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making that modern and accessible there we go. To, us, to the new audiences. Um, so one source said that Annie Oakley and Frank Butler did an act where she shot a cigar out of her husband's lips. Another thing she did was she split a playing card edge at 30 paces. But whatever she did, people loved it. She was this incredible marksman hitting all the targets. This was the big time. And then they went on this world tour. Oh, Go on, sorry. No, I said, but then I thought there was a, a moment. Oh, no, going. there is. There's going to be drama in a minute. Sorry. Tom, sorry. remember the trousers. She stole some trousers. <laughs> I'm it's still thinking, coming. what's she doing with those trousers? She's got hidden <laughs> in her trunk. <laughs> we're getting to that so they do so they're yeah. in this Buffalo Wild West show for 17 years she's gotta stay this, awake on tour she's gonna, she, yeah that's how it happens they do this wild tour that lasted three years they went around Europe they performed to Queen Victoria as part of her jubilee ah. I bet she loved it as well yeah I reckon she did oh my um, goodness they, there's an American woman with some stolen trousers <laughs> <laughs> They did French and German royalty, heads of state. They performed at the Paris exhibition thing in 1889 where the Eiffel Tower was unveiled. Wow. Yeah. Oh, don't, not in front of Tom. Not in front of Tom. It's come full circle. That's very, actually, I find that very triggering if you don't mind my saying. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Reminds me very much of a pencil case I once had. Um, Yeah. Which was run roughshod over with some horses. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to get it out. It's good to get it out. Yeah, there were some horses. There were a lot of horses in my PE lessons when I was in year eight. They played in um in London, Birmingham, and Salford near Manchester. As we all know, is a lovely gig. And the home of Coronation Street. There we go. Mm -hmm. Um, no doubt they galloped up those cobbles. (laughs) Yeah, right. Drunk women solving crime. If every episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime just leaves you thirsty for more then why not head over to their brand new Patreon page. On there you will find extra content, video content and also access to ad-free episodes. For more information, go to patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. So now, also, she earned more than anyone except Buffalo Bill himself. Wow. But all good things must come to an end. Question, does something stop Annie Oakley and Frank Butler performing or do they just retire naturally? I think she's hanged for all her dreadful crimes, which I can't remember actually, but I feel there was something about trousers about She's been accused of stealing trousers (laughs) to fund a cocaine addiction. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the time, wasn't it, when justice was very much excessive. Yes. Uh, okay. It wasn't a kind time. I love it. It's not a kind. It's not a kind time. Not a kind time. When, will when are the kind I'm times? Still waiting coming. for the kind times. <laughs> yeah. Got to build this future, guys. Got to build. Like you know what I mean. You be. You know, there was no Instagram back then. No one was putting up like passive aggressive like life messages. Yeah. No one was going like live, laugh, live. Like um, no one was posting. If you can be anything, be kind. But then like hating on everyone. Yeah. No one was doing that back then. Yeah. Do you Not think it would be like live, love, hang back in the day? Yeah, back like... then it was like hang, hang, hang. <laughs> <laughs> um, those, those are the things you could be. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think something had to stop them because yeah. I don't think you retire from something like that. That is a, it's a passion, isn't it? Like yeah. doing. And you're like, riding sh- high. Yeah, shooting a, <laughs> like shooting a cigar. Climate out of your husband's mouth isn't something you do for anyone else but yourself. You can't can't stop it once you start. Yeah, Yeah. you can't can't recreate that buzz in your living room. Exactly. I'd like to see her do it at the Roly, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe something like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you think something happens, Hannah? Taylor? Yes, and is it not just that she's accused of this crime, it's something else? correct. Okay. Yes. So Good. what happens no. is there is a train An imposter. Oh, oh. No, uh, hold that She's thought. Framed. That's going to happen. You hold that thought. That's going to, you guys are all on the right track for something in a minute. Ooh, but that train um, wasn't because there was a wreck. Oh. No, yeah. Oh my there is goodness. Lit- it's a literal train wreck. Was it a murder um, on the Orient Express? No, it's I like a genuine, that film, the original. It's mm. a train crash, literally a train wreck. A lot of horses died. Uh, what were the horses doing pulling the train? What's the point <laughs> of steam power? <laughs> what happened is in 1901, Buffalo Bill's train collided with a freight train head on. Apparently, oh. the other train didn't realize that there were three coaches instead of just one because it was such a big circus. So, this train tried to move too soon or something, and it was just this awful crash. Ooh, um, Annie was hurt really badly. They said that she'd never walk again, but after a year, she did. But she had to recuperate, and her hair turned white after the crash. So, she started wearing a wig. Oh, wow. Even then, women weren't allowed to go grey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it took lockdown. It took lockdown for grey to be like, hey, guys, look what happened. And everyone's like, like, that's kind of like Honestly, (laughs) this woman's a performer. So her image, her image, even before photography is like huge, her image is a part of her. Um, It was black and white photography. Like it was... (laughs) Literally, one of my sources accused her. One of my sources said she started wearing a wig because she was so vain. It's like she started wearing a wig because she's got this image to uphold because that's part of her job. Like, okay. But anyway. Mm, yeah. That is very Maybe vain, it shouldn't be. be. Maybe in a, we in a should time all, when there was no... We should all go grey. Yeah. That I should say that Tom is wearing a wig right now. So, uh. <laughs> And it is grey. <laughs> I love podcasts. You can just lie about what people are doing. There's <laughs> yeah. a grey beehive. <laughs> so after this, she had to settle for a less taxing routine and she toured a stage production of Western Girl. Which Lunch was a play shooting. Ri- written about her own career. That, and also that is not my idea of less taxing. Um, that sounds like thing. I mean, I'm sure overachiever, she could... making yeah. everyone else look bad. Yeah, that's uh, kind of depressing. No. <laughs> I know. So I took a year also, off and became a doctor. Exactly, I know, right? It's it's that kind of thing. So she wrote uh, a story about herself, about her life. I don't she, know that she. I think she helped someone write it with her. Oh yeah, I'm um, not 100 percent sure on that, but I still think anyway. And then she she not also time. got into instructing women in marksmanship because she believed very strongly in female self defense. So we are approaching 1904, where we started. 
Now, do you guys still think that the people that said innocent, still innocent, people that said guilty, still guilty? Anyone change your answer? What was the what was the crime? Okay, so she's accused of stealing a man's pants to fund a cocaine addiction. Does she need to steal pants to get coke? I feel like A, she'd have better connections than that. And B, trousers aren't worth that much back then. Okay. Yeah. Pretty I think, commonplace. Can you imagine the world if cocaine addicts like Robs people of their trousers. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like media-based areas. Addicts. Yeah, yeah. Would you? Would okay. it, does it include suspenders or, as we would say, braces? Um, you know what? The information I have is just the pants. I think just, innocent. She must be okay. innocent. Tom's changed to innocence. Anyone else change their mind? I think she's probably been found. I still think she's found guilty, but I still think there's a twist on this that you're not telling us. You, oh, about these you like she's addicted to painkillers since the accident or something. Oh, no, that's I just a good think. Insight. Yeah, well, do you think maybe maybe that's where the cocaine came from? She wasn't quite getting the high that she was of shooting that close ah, to her husband's face. Because her life isn't as exciting, so she's yeah. turned to drugs. To... She's chasing the dragon of that she's steam the... that steam yeah. train accident. Okay, yeah, I love these. You know like how people get off on car crashes now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah! Back then it was the rare thrill of a steam train collision, of a, of a life death experience. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't so much a recreational drug then. I feel like the regulations were in place by then, but it was still. It, it had just been killer. prohibited, right? But so it wasn't. Then, oh. So like there a were a lot drug. of actually. 1904 was a time of a lot of sensational cocaine pro prohibition stories were selling okay. well. Hey. Also, I feel like this was around about the time. I mean, it's a little bit before then, but the song was written. I get no kick from cocaine. Okay. Flying so oh, yeah. high with some guy in the sky is my <laughs> idea of nothing to do, but I okay. get a kick out of Annie Oakley. <laughs> Okay. That's what I, I love it. feel was the original version of it. People I love think, Danny. Yeah. I feel like people love Danny Oakley. Yeah, if she is found guilty, I agree. I think people would be at the courthouse and they'd be saying, not today, Satan. Don't hang her. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think they'd okay. be saying like this, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, anything to add? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, right. She's innocent, you guys. Oh, what happened was... Great news. Um, so these since these stories are selling very sensate. These cocaine things are a big thing. Uh, newspaper magnate William Randolph Hearst. Oh my God! Um, sorry, did you oh. learn about him at school? Yeah, he's huge. Get yeah. out your cross okay. pen, everybody. We're going to learn about William. <laughs> okay, but this I'm is gonna... like the birth of sensationalism. I mean, of yeah, course yeah, there yeah, was. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, is yeah. that I'm going to give my Google on, version, and then Taylor can fill us in on everything I've missed. What did you say, Tom? I said, sorry, no, I didn't mean to. But um, is that who Citizen Kane is based on, Taylor? Ooh, is it? You know, there's oh, yes, it is, that, isn't it? I mean, Citizen Kane is an interesting. I mean, it's often voted as like the greatest film of all time. Oh, I think it's a very overrated film. Well, I do too. I mean, films of that era. I mean, I'd much rather go for like Bringing Up Baby with Catherine <gasps> Hepburn. Such a good film. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. I can't okay. give you anything. Hepburn man the right Hepburn I love Catherine Hepburn she's amazing not talked about enough I mean when she turned up at the Oscars in kimono pajamas and she gave was it Cary Grant his lifetime achievement don't know about this she's wonderful that's beautiful she's wonderful but she was born Tom shut up (laughs) I'm sorry Katie I, get me started it's on cool. Catherine Hepburn I just rhapsodize for hours <laughs> no, that's my I crime don't... that's my crime <laughs> so shoot me as somebody once said to Annie Oakley and tragically and, and here we are yeah okay but I was a quail back then <laughs> So this guy, William Randolph Hearst, controlled America's first national media train, and he was famous for a lurid style of reporting. He published a false story that Annie Oakley had been arrested for stealing to support the cocaine habit. And now the woman actually arrested was a burlesque performer who told Chicago police that her name was Annie Oakley. Yeah. Annie, the real Annie Oakley, hadn't even been in Chicago since the previous winter. How now, dare she? Most of the newspapers that printed the story had relied on the Hearst article and they immediately retracted it with apologies upon learning of the libelous error. Hearst, however, tried to avoid paying the anticipated court judgments of $20,000, which was equivalent to almost $600,000 today. 
Um, question, what scheme does he hatch to try and get out of paying? Does he start talking about her story as a <laughs> distraction? And he goes... Yes, like you're on the right track. So no I'm just way. Ahead. So instead of paying up, he sent an investigator to Dark County, Ohio, with the intent of collecting reputation-smearing gossip from Oakley's past. Oh, oh God. no. Terrible. The father um, so, of tabloids. Yeah. Mm. Question, did the investigator find anything? No, I reckon she was very transparent from the beginning and there was yep. nothing to reveal. She was like, I know who I am. I'm a great person. I've yep. always worked hard. I'm good at I'm good at my marksmanship and I've been yeah. around the world and I've still not found my baby. And um, <laughs> and, okay. and I love I'm, it. And I've been on a train and it's crashed, yeah. but I'm still here, even though I yeah. changed my act into a much more narrative base. Okay. <laughs> it's wonderful. So we've got a no from Tom. Taylor and Hannah. Did he find Taylor? anything? Do you know what I think? And I don't often say this, but the very best thing about getting married when you're 15 is that you don't have those fucking around years, right? Those, those ex-boyfriends so, just like yeah. yeah. How is there going to be that much, that much dirt on her if mm-hmm. she got married at 15? 16, but yes. 16. Good thinking. So, yeah, um, what is there to find? And she actually, you know, for that era was living the dream life for a woman. It sounds like yeah. she wasn't married to an asshole. They both enjoyed what they did. She got to travel until she and got she injured. she got paid loads of money. Yeah. So, like, what are they going to find? Unless she's okay. some weird side, you know, I don't think so. You mm. guys, I love working in this department. You have good gut instincts. They found nothing. Uh, that's right. my biggest fear, really, is that somebody tries to find out on me and they can't find anything. <laughs> <laughs> she's so fucking boring. Hannah, we're on so to you. Nice. You've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hannah's so, marmite was like six months out of date oh, <laughs> she still ate it question how did Annie Oakley react to all of this oh well I think she I mean we haven't really got a sense of her character um, mm. but I would sense that she is quite a formidable person In well nice. formidable I, I mean in that she takes no shit you know like she's yeah, yeah, strong yeah. and I think she'd be like yeah I told you. Now get out of my way. I've yeah, got yeah, a yeah. show to do. Great answer, mm. you guys. I agree. She's a strong woman. I like to think that she turns it around on him and then finds some dirt about him and then puts <gasps> nice. it in his oh, own newspaper. Oh, I hope she does that, Hannah. <laughs> That's good. Taylor? I hope she says, how about you put the cigar in your mouth? Let's see what happens. <laughs> nice. Okay, you guys are absolutely, again, Correct. She is devastated and angry. She was annoyed even before these extra antics because she'd always scrupulously avoided any scandalous conduct and suddenly her reputation was on the verge of being destroyed. She said, this terrible piece nearly killed me. The only thing that kept me alive was a desire to purge my character. So, oh, Oh, also, and this is a fun... great? Mm. So you will get to know a bit more about her character in a second. Also, this thing kept happening to her, and this is quite a modern thing, but basically... Friends and family kept sending her newspaper clippings that, you know, said stuff like Annie Oakley, famous rifle shot, is destitute and saying, like, have you seen this? Uh. <laughs> Which is very much like Twitter. That it's is. Like, I was, oh, my God. Oh, my yes. God. I can't believe people are saying this about you. Did you, <laughs> see, did you see this comment, like 20 comments down in The Guardian on your blog? <laughs> like, yeah. No. I can't believe like, people what? would say that. How mean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Daily Mail hates you. Have you oh seen it? Oh my God, it? I love you, but it turns out that a lot of people hate you. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd send it to you. So basically, she's, you know, she's very upset about this. Um, so where is she, she also, may I ask, where is she at this point? Is she in Europe? Is she back in, she was States? in Dark County, Ohio. She's gone back to Ohio at this point. Ohio girl. Oh, um, hi. I think oh. so. She definitely wasn't in Chicago. <laughs> Ohio um, had the best state ads because we advertise our states in America. It's a thing. Like yeah. Pennsylvania, wow. where I grew up, is like Pennsylvania, America starts here. And Ohio was so <laughs> awkward. I'm sure these aren't on anymore. But they just do these like jump cuts from people going, oh, like they were surprised. And then, <laughs> hi. Oh. <laughs> Oh, hi. Like five That's times. So just, great. Oh, hi. That's oh. amazing. I'm sure they're on YouTube and we're going to find Ohio them. Ohio is the surprise oh. state. It's Can you imagine if we did that in the UK as well? <laughs> Being like, Derbyshire. Oh, hi. <laughs> Honestly. It would be so great, actually. <laughs> East Sussex. Get out. 
Hertfordshire's Hartford, one you would be You can't afford to live here. Essex, but we're not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of oh other God. counties of the UK. I know. Me too, I can't think of a single one. Well, do you know, Hertfordshire actually genuinely calls itself Jane Austen County. But ah. like there are low, there is about five or six counties that are Jane Austen County. Quote I think he's obsessed with claiming Jane Austen is Bath. Yeah, and I don't Bath. think she even went there. Bath is like yeah. absolutely like out of its I've mind. I've heard that Austin. about Bath. They're yeah. so thirsty for Jane. Austen. They have got a real thirst on for Jane Austen and her fans. They've got a whole museum, a fan museum. Like, Did she once like, like have fans, a bath? Not like oh. as in I'm such a massive fan. <laughs> And she never had a bath. Is that what you just said, Hannah? No, I was saying, did she just have a bath once and bath were like, yeah, yeah, like it. we've got you. Okay, <laughs> let's have a good shot. We can spin this to our yeah. favour. <laughs> it is called drunk women solving crimes. It, it is, it is, it is. Don't worry. And we are, I think it's delivering quite well. Imagine that it was called women solving crimes and I just applied the drunk bit and be like, well, I'm drunk. <laughs> that would be brilliant, yeah. Be like, oh, what? 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 That, that was in my head. <laughs> if you're anything like me, in the middle of the night, you will wake up and you'll Google it again just and to I'll find like, out it was drunk women solving Hi, it's me again. Listen, can you just cut out those bits where I said? Well, I slagged off Jane Austen. I would never have done that. Listen, that fan museum actually has been very good to me in the past. So. <laughs> it's very educational. It's very educational. I've never been um, there. And for my dad's retirement present, we went on the Orient Express to Bath and we had a lovely time. But this is too much information. I'm just going to include it. But um, <laughs> this was at the time when I found it very, I was very nervous about um, urinating. And uh, on a moving vehicle, I couldn't wee on the train. Okay. And then I, it carried on. But until are you we... a greyhound? <laughs> Isn't it terrible? And then we got off at Bath Station and I still couldn't wee. And then the coach, I think, left without us and went to the fan museum because I was so nervous as, as a weir. <laughs> so you missed your chance to go to the fan museum. Yeah, and I just had to go to the um, rather tedious Bath Bath Museum when you go to the actual, like, Roman Aww. Bath. And then my oh. mum went to Boots because she had some Boots advantage points and bought a hairdryer. Anyway... <laughs> That, I feel oh, like, wow. is not necessary, and I'm not saying you need extra content, but that's exactly the sort of thing that I'll be emailing afterwards. <laughs> that can be, that can be what, if we start a patron. <laughs> if you want a good segue, you call Tom Allen. <laughs> I'm nervous at your urinals. Hello, welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay. Too much information. So, what were we talking about? We Annie were talking okay. about... Annie Oakley and um, now so she that you guys think she's cool and you are correct she vowed someone will pay for this dreadful mistake Um, so she spent the next six years filing suits against 55 newspapers in the largest libel action the country had ever seen Uh, she won or settled 54 of those suits including the judgment about against Hearst and this forced him to pay $27,000 or um, whoa yes Annie basically 737,000 today. That's incredible. Yeah, but she spent 6 years being a professional claimant and collecting libel money, but she collected yeah. slightly less in judgments than the total of her legal expenses. Oh. So it wasn't perfect. So she was bankrupt um, and sent to a workhouse. No, she was like they had money so she was okay. She was doing it more for principle, but the lawyers Principles, were the to shop. Her. Oh. <laughs> Hey. hey guys, How it's not been open for 25 years. <laughs> that I thought I knew about Annie Oakley and that none of this was taught when it's kind of the most important, like from a historical perspective. Yeah. It was just like, it was a woman, but she could shoot a gun. Yeah. And she was in the circus. And, and yeah, so, yay, true. feminism. You God. bitches have got nothing to whine about. Wow. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, the lawyers were dicks to her. They accused her of wearing short skirts, which she had said she had never done. They tried to trap her with stupid questions in all of these cases, and she always remained calm. She was pressed by one attorney on the subject of education, and she said, it's a very good thing when backed by common sense and a very bad thing in the head of a cheap lawyer, <gasps> which is a good burn. Oh, wow. Why do we not all know more about Annie Oakley? Can you Honestly, imagine like how strong I've, she must have been to stand up and yeah. have this, this, this? I don't know. These say these things. It must have been difficult. Yeah, totally. She's you know, cool. Back then, she's a sharpshooter even without a gun. Oh, yes. good way of describing her. That's Very what we nice. all need to learn in my um, country. 
And even her rare outbursts um, increased the jury's sympathy. She once turned and left a South Carolina courtroom telling opposing attorneys that this would give you gentlemen who are such gallant defenders of women's honour a chance to further your cowardice by shooting me in the back. Whoa. Very nice. But that's it, really. She won. Her and Frank were married for over 50 years. Wow. Um, Love story as well. I know. And then she died in 1926 of anemia and he died 18 days later of a broken heart. Oh. Um, Which is another word for anemia. Yeah. (laughs) But he deteriorated massively after her death. And then um, my favorite. Is it because, like, despite the fact he was a feminist, she did fucking everything around the house? And that's why he died. He literally didn't know where the tap was. He ran out of water. I just think he really loved her. But yes. Um, And then my (laughs) drunk Katie gets earnest and can't get jokes anymore. But anyway, um, my favorite quote. Yes, that happened. (laughs) My favorite quote from her, she said, when a man hits a target, they call him a marksman. When I hit a target, they call it a trick. Never did <gasps> like that much. Wow. <laughs> amazing. She's incredible. Yeah. She's amazing. Why do we not talk about Annie Oakley more? I've, I mean, we personally, should. I've never heard about her. Is she talked about more in America, Taylor? Well, definitely. If I know it, then yes. <laughs> also, she also she's she's a very American hero. She another quote yeah. of hers is. I would like to see every woman know how to how to handle firearms as naturally as they ha- know how to handle babies. Wow, imagine oh, wow. having a baby she's, like a gun. She's quite <laughs> a pro-gun figure in America, I'm assuming, but it was the days when, I guess. I mean, now she's thing. starting to sound like an anti-abortion activist, but yeah, it's a different yeah. time. Um, is she from Annie's Got a Gun? Because I've heard of the thing, yeah, but I don't Annie know what it is. Gun. Her. Annie Get Your Gun. She's the Annie um, from Annie Get Your Gun. Yeah. I've got a photo oh, of her, which obviously we're post, we'll post, but I just want you to see her. Oh, girl. Wow. Like, we That's all grew up photo. with that image. It's no wonder That's we're so nice. fucked up. What about Calamity oh, Jane? Like... Did you grow up with Calamity Jane as well? Sure. Um, oh, I like she was my neighbor. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Great. She was so eggs. many bad decisions. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, my last fun fact. She, her stage acts were filmed for one of Thomas Edison's earliest kinescopes in 1894. Wow. So there's and video of her. Yeah. And the whole Annie Get Your Gun thing. Is it her stealing some trousers? <laughs> yeah. And it's no one of those spinning, clothes. like, uh, you know, those cylindrical things. That you yeah. Have to spin and just look at the image changing. It's just her going, <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, I've got to find that. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm going to whiz us onto the last section and then we are going to plug Tom Allen. Oh, um, so- <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. What a show. <laughs> Annie Oakley ain't got nothing on this. <laughs> oh my God, oh, I'm going to wow. turn into my mother. <laughs> and that makes that sound even worse. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. I have a listener crime here that was sent to us from Maggie on Facebook. And she says, thought I'd send a listener crime as I've been binge listening to this podcast for about a week now. Ha ha. Uh, so <laughs> oh, in my thanks. old flat. <laughs> wow. What a great, I don't what a great message. I delivered that. <laughs> for a week now. Huh? Correct spirit. <laughs> yeah. The advertisers um, are really valuing that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so in my old flat, it was a registered building. So 1800s got... Got the wooden shutters, floor-to-ceiling windows. Really shit flat, but it looked pretty. My flat had French doors behind some shutters. I would use that door to go out and smoke. Eventually, I started finding joint butts, sometimes unsmoked joints. About a month later, someone tried to break in. I slept through the whole thing. They just yanked the doors open, split the wood, bent the locks. Luckily, couldn't get past the shutters. The same day, that evening, I had a scam call from someone pretending to be the bank, telling me I had to transfer some money to make a new safe account. I told them I didn't trust it. Someone had already tried to break in and I live alone to top it off. Question, are all these things linked or am I just incredibly unlucky? Yes. I also fell for the scam and lost £250 and the robbers tried again a month later and still didn't get in though. Mags, the link is you. Those joint butts are yours, baby. <laughs> like, I just can't remember. You slept through a break-in <laughs> and then you fell for a scam on the phone. 
Do you think she was trying to break into her own house because she'd forgotten <laughs> her keys because she was so high? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, somebody's broken right in. Do you think she also phoned her own hat? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's got the money. Stop scamming yourself. Stop scamming yourself. Hello? I just, I don't think this is any way <laughs> to say this. That's a miracle. No, 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 no. Maggie, we love you. She gets it. She knows Maggie who gets we are. it. Maggie gets, gets it. it. Playing back those answer okay. phone messages. This one time Who's in this college, voice? Back, <laughs> when I was in college, we still had answering machines, and I remember calling myself, and I left myself a message. And the next day I was like, oh, I have a message. That's exciting. And it was me going, hi, Taylor. This is Taylor. Remember to shower today. <laughs> Did you? Oh and look God. at me now. So I'm just saying, Maggie, no shame. Super clean. Super yeah. clean. Or I think a ghost, like there's something about this property that I would believe that like a ghost has been messing with her, like a stone ghost, like the ghost of... Who was stoned oh, yeah. in the 19th century? She could be uh, just a coincidence that, like, because I think scam calls. Personally, mm. I would, yes. I decline to answer any kind of unmarked phone call I get. You know, anybody else? Yeah, like, yes, okay. yeah. And I'd encourage yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. to do the same. And also, I mean, they'll leave a message if there's somebody who you need to speak to. Similarly, answering the door, I'd be disinclined to answer the door. Okay. Yes, and I would. I, think, I would definitely fasten your fasten your shutters if you yeah. live in a. <laughs> If you okay, are lucky yeah. enough to live in a period property, yeah. definitely close the window and fasten your shutters. Yeah, vigilance, Maggie, yeah. vigilance. Also, I like the yourself. idea that she thinks they're linked because she thinks that somebody's come to her window just to look in and be like, oh, she has got a phone, so we can do a phone call scam. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great, well, now was, we're to go on the phone call scam. But Hannah, yeah. I was sort of intrigued by that because she was like, oh, they got through the window, they got up the stairs, but they didn't get through the shutters. And I'm like, shutters are usually kept together, aren't they, by just like a little hook thing? Yeah. Yeah, a loose <laughs> just, this is like really easily tired burglar who was like, yeah. oh, oh, forget it. <laughs> Stoned, yeah. that's what it is. It's all yeah. those... The only link could be if she has any enemies, but she seems nice. I don't think she does. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, I, I hope like this has helped. We, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we solved that, Maggie. Well done. Long We're stuff. usually really, really nice, except to mothers. So I feel like just this once, Maggie, we're just having a bit of fun. Yeah. And listen, I'm here. Look, Maggie, we think you're a you're a drug addict degenerate. And um, <laughs> this is nonsense. Okay. I'm speaking on behalf of Anna, Katie, and Taylor when I say that, but we all think it. <laughs> oh, do you think I that think will be that, okay with your listeners? That's yeah. the perfect note to end on. Okay, <laughs> so we have just enough time to ask the fantastic Tom Allen, mm. what are you up to? Oh, well, what I, what am I not up to? When I'm not burgling people, uh, unless, they've got, <laughs> unless they've got shutters, in which case I will turn back because I cannot bear to see the destruction of a period feature. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I have just finished writing a book actually about my dear old self. Fantastic. Called No Shame. And that's out. Excellent uh, title. It's on the 12th of November. So um, I hope people like it. It's about growing up as a as an eccentric in suburbia. No that shame. sounds awesome. Well, it does. Well, I'm very proud of it. <gasps> great. I saw the cover of it, I think on Twitter today or something. I think I oh. saw that it looks great. And I did, you know, I'm not that I wasn't going to be interested any anyway but i do judge a book by its cover and it looks great so. oh that is very kind wonderful and actually to be honest so do i i mean <laughs> so many books look so rubbish like, <laughs> and um they should learn from that you know what i mean <laughs> absolutely um and so more flanders no thanks boring um, <laughs> and um, actually more flanders is a good one actually it's quite sexy isn't it but um all those other ones quite boring like, yeah. um, what am I thinking of? Mansfield Park? Did you read that at school? That was a boring oh. book. We had to do that for exams. Oh, me too. Did you? Mm. Well, I, I mean, Fanny Price is a story of virtue rewarding. <laughs> I still remember how I started my essay. <laughs> That's so funny, Katie. Yeah, I remember that. Like those kind of like stock phrases. Um, and the sort of like, if you did Pride and Prejudice for GCSE, like you do yeah. a, a version of like, it's a truth universally acknowledged. That <laughs> Pride and Prejudice is not actually <laughs> about Pride and Prejudice, you know. 
get the examiner's attention in the first line. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, mine is not about Fanny Price or Jane Austen or Elizabeth Bennet. No, it's um, about you. About my dear old self. But um, I hope that it will resonate with people. Anybody who's ever felt like they're an outsider, that's mine. That sounds great, and I do feel like that. Oh, well, that's a lovely, uh, that's a lovely thing to. Well, I said it's a lovely thing to say. That's a sad thing to say if you've always felt like that's That's a lovely thing to say. That um, that means you're. No, that's awesome. That that uh, it sounds like the kind of book that we all need more of. All the best people don't fit in. I've always felt that way. I kind of think that. I think um, the uh, the truth about being an outsider is that everybody's actually an outsider, and anybody who's an insider, yeah, is Mm. awful. So yeah, what's <laughs> all their the deal? Worst people never got bullied. Yeah, right. Right. Oh my God, all the people that needed a bit of fucking bullying never got bullied. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? Yeah, you know. Okay, that's my oh, new well. campaign. But yeah. um, the- <laughs> bully the right ones. <laughs> people, come on. <laughs> Steal the dick's pencil case, not the nice person. You know, and if anybody does know about that, bonjour pencil case. <laughs> um, I think it said. I think it had a date on it as well. Like it was like bonjour, eighteen sixty-eight. Something wow. like that. It was Love very it. like, okay. like, oh, yeah, bonjour, 1954. Uh, so if you do ever find that pencil case, okay. it's olive green, there's embroidery on it, and a lot of personally right. labelled pencils. All right, so we'd like our listeners to look out for that. Please. And to buy No Shame. Hooray. Thank you so much again, Tom. Thank you for having me. If you time. want a great guest, you get Tom Allen. <laughs> Move to Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If- Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.